0: Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, and this is episode number 119. My name is Justin Hune. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear on this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence. When it comes to investing, And always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, pretty uh, mixed day out there in the markets today. Um, Mixed bag for uranium stocks, some of them green, some of them red. But overall, pretty tepid day, not much of a bounce. Had a little bit of a dead cat bounce this morning. That sold off pretty substantially. And then we saw some dip buyers coming back uh, a couple of hours before the close. And most stocks closed right around flat for the day The ETFs were roughly flat. Sput took a beating today. However, with uranium uh, spot price falling a couple of dollars, um, pretty much in line with that previous uh, hefty discount to NAV that we reported yesterday. So we're still at a pretty chunky discount to NAV here. So um, why don't we go ahead and jump right into the daily scoreboard here, but in the mailbag section, we're gonna talk a little bit about some news that just hit today um, of Cameco and Orano increasing their share in the Cigar like mine and some MA activity. So that's something that I think is very noteworthy and worth discussing, but let's go ahead and jump into the daily scoreboard. We'll run through the charts and then we'll talk about that MA news. Uh, the spot price of uranium down about $2 today, took a pretty big hit today, 52.13 a pound mid-market, both the bid and the ask dropping today. Um, we are seeing increasing activity on the spot market. The spot market was a relatively quiet second half of April, actually most of the month of April, especially compared to February and March. Um, But we're starting to see the activity pick up again. That is coming from uh, producers, that is coming from traders, that is coming from utilities. We're seeing some utility activity in the spot market. So multiple entities taking advantage of this risk-off environment across the markets, generally speaking. And uh, obviously that leading to sput essentially being hamstrung here, not being able to raise any cash at such a discount to nav and uh, unable to participate in the spot market pers- purchasing. So the market for the moment is being uh, being taken over by these other entities as it was you know uh, last year and previous years before that where the spot market was mostly involved with traders and utilities. and now we're seeing actually some producer activity as well maybe that's Um, not really sure. but we do know that there are some producers, uh, be active in the spot market currently, so we'll likely see some uh, some price kind of chopping around here in the spot market until we get back into that um, that that spot market where it's influenced by the financial players. Uh, Sput, of course, did not raise any money, nor did they buy any additional pounds. They're still sitting on twenty six and a half million. Uh, they closed yesterday at an enormous twelve point three percent discount to their net asset value. That I think is as wide as we've seen the discount to NAV for Sput since inception, since uh, August of last year. Yellowcake PLC out of London, another, another physical uranium trust, they closed at over a 21% discount to NAV. They've been at a consistent discount to NAV for a while. Um, and so uh, we're just seeing kind of a lack of interest here um, for the moment, it's, it's relatively quiet. And this discount to NAV for Sput is huge. Now on that note, um, I think it's very interesting that, and very uh, positive that Sput did not compromise on the uh, the idea of redemptions for the vehicle. Now, that's something that they potentially could have compromised on, and it would have possibly led to um, a, a greater chance of them being awarded that NYSE listing. And that would be that if they're trading at a discount to now, they could sell some pounds in the market, raise cash, buy back shares. And that's something that, uh, that UPC actually did in the past. They did that multiple times, um, Uranium Participation Corporation that was taken over by Sput. And this obviously would be technically accretive for shareholders, but it would be sort of a death spiral, kind of a flywheel in reverse, them selling pounds back into the market to buy back shares. Obviously that selling pressure would lead to a dropping price So it would just kind of be a flywheel um, in the opposite direction. You know, these kind of things could cut both ways and they do cut both ways with ETFs, but with Sput, no redemptions. um, They're just hanging on to their pounds potentially in perpetuity. And the discount to NAV is uh, it's just there and it's going to exist as an arbitrage opportunity for savvy contrarian investors. Um, Obviously at this point, we're still sitting in kind of a risk off environment across most markets. So in my opinion, as we see some settling out of uh, the broad market selling off, um, I think that the CPI numbers reported tomorrow could have an effect on that. We'll see how that comes in. If we see the Fed potentially soften on the rate hikes, I think at least we're looking at another month or two likely of rate hikes, but we'll see. They might turn dovish if the markets keep uh, performing so negatively, but they do have a couple of months, in my opinion, to continue to be hawkish prior to possibly uh, pulling back and allowing a relief rally, going into the end of the year, um, where we have midterm elections across the United States. And obviously the the party that is in power currently in the United States, the Democrats, they're not going to want to have a crashing economy, uh, a recession leading into those midterms. And so they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. But all of that is to say, I think when we have the broad market settling out, finding a bottom. I'm not saying that's now. I don't believe it's now. Actually it could be, but um, I'm not, I'm not trying to call that, but when we have that settle out and we have a little bit of risk on, come back into the markets and spot might still be at a discount. Then we're going to see the arbitrage come back and we're likely going to see funds flow back in that vehicle and resume um, what hopefully will be a, another leg in the uptrend for the uranium market, as we are clearly in a bull market, which is what, uh, which is why we're seeing some of this m and activity that I'm gonna talk about in the mailbag section. Okay, uh, ETFs, URA reported 240,000 shares redeemed. URNM did not report any changes in outstanding shares yesterday. However, uh, we do believe they're going to report Um, because we were hearing they had 75,000 shares in redemptions yesterday, which honestly, I expected more. We'll see what URA reports for yesterday, tomorrow. It's probably gonna be pretty chunky as we definitely saw, in my opinion, what was some selling that looked like it was coming from the ETFs because it was across the board and consistent. Um, So 240,000 shares from URA redeemed, that led to three and a half million in mandated selling. Really not all that much, all things considered. We do have roughly a two-day delay in that reporting for both vehicles. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the charts. URI today closed essentially flat down one-tenth of one percent on the day. As you can see that daily candle um, opened up about one, one and a half percent, traded up for a couple of hours, traded down sharply as the broad market sold off. The S&P actually closed slightly up, so we underperformed the S&P, and I'm going to show you a chart on that in just a moment. Um, Still hanging out below this Livermore accumulation cylinder, although I suppose you could draw this pretty vaguely. I think uh, at the very least, I still would like to see us remain above that January low, and I think a line in in the sand would be this low of 19th of August. Um, of uh, of last year where we printed just below $18 for URA. Do I think we trade down to there? No, I don't. But of course, anything is possible, especially if we continue to see risk off in the broad markets going forward in the next month or two. Now, this is a really interesting chart that I watch pretty frequently. So this is the performance of URA relative to the S&P. Now, if we, and I've shared this with you before, if we zoom out on this, this is clearly the beginning Uh, the beginning of a trend after a very, very long period of this underperformance relative to the S&P, right? Considering that URA essentially um, was conceived right around the time where, uh, where we had the Fukushima disaster. And so now we're seeing just the first couple of years of an uptrend and a relative outperformance. But if we zoom in on this, we can see that we've got this trend line here that has been consistent over the past couple of years. And if we, uh, if we look at this a little bit more closely on the daily charts, what we're seeing is another couple of bad days, really, uh, in terms of uh, underperformance of the S&P brings us right back down to that trend line and gun to my head, I think we hit it. So that could be either the S&P is flat and uranium is down. That could be uh, S&P is up and uranium is flat or just up less. This is just a relative chart and underperformance. And we have nailed this trend line this started back in November 2020, just before kind of the initial big jump up in the sector. And in my opinion, what was really the beginning of the bull market for uranium was December of 2020 when things really took off. Then this pulled back August of 2021. That was uh, that was the interest cycle low for last year. Pulled back again uh, late January, early February. And now it looks like we're heading down to retouch that trend line. So in my opinion, I think we hit that. We're going to keep watching this. I think this is a very interesting chart to see how Uranium performs relative to the S&P. And I think uh, for the time being, we are sort of pinned to that broad market weakness. And uh, until we have another catalyst come in for uranium, what could that catalyst be? That could be sanctions news coming from the US, the EU, or from Russia itself. That could be the spot price rising consistently. And of course, that could be a flow of funds returning to spot and returning in space as a whole. And we could start another lake up. This is a very curious chart. We're gonna continue to watch this. And I wanted to point that out. Cameco. Cameco had an unbelievably bad day yesterday, as we all did. Cameco was down over 12% yesterday. In fact, they were down almost the exact amount that they were down on the day that Fukushima happened. That's how crazy yesterday was in these markets. Of course, Cameco had some added weakness from the selling on Friday from URA. Anytime the ETFs rebalance, it's, it's completely indiscriminate selling. And so if the timing is bad as it was on Friday, with the total risk-off environment. Thursday was nasty, Friday was not quite as bad. We saw some dip buying. Yesterday was terrible across the markets and camco was just thrown out baby with the bathwater, unjustifiably sold off in my opinion, as camco is likely to be one of, if not the largest beneficiary in this current geopolitical realignment that we are seeing because of the war in the Ukraine. Camiko did uh, trade up over 2% on the day Volume down a bit. Uh, still yesterday, the past few days, like I said, volume has been up. Is this capitulation volume? Well, possibly not quite there yet, but clearly investors were throwing in the towel uh, later part of the last week into yesterday. I think the bulk of this selling, at least this extreme selling, is mostly over. And if we look at the uh, if we look at the RSI and the levels of the RSI here. Um, let's highlight that previous moments in time. And was that a good buying opportunity? Okay, it's here, okay. Sorry for my uh, my scribbling. It's here back in July of 2021. That wasn't the exact bottom, it was close enough. And we go back all the way to the COVID crash and everybody knows that was the buy anything moment in uh, of the decade probably. And so now we're back at those levels of relative strength my opinion, we could go lower. Are we likely to go lower? I don't know. But if you go back to previous um, levels of the RSI over the past couple of years, then that was clearly a uh, a very opportune time to be adding to positions at that point. The sprott Physical Uranium Trust did trade off heavily today, down almost 5%, but again, with the spot price falling, we're still trading probably, I don't have the exact calculations, probably somewhere around a 10% discount to NAV here. Um, pretty chunky right on that 200 day, which has held over the past uh, year and a half. Will it hold here? We'll have to see if the Uranium price stays stable. I do think we stay relatively stable in the Uranium price. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more downside here. But in my opinion, the arbitrage in Sput is clear. And I think that investors are aware of it. And we're just waiting for a little bit more of a risk on scenario across all markets. Looking at the relative strength for Sput, we could see a little bit more downside before we get to extremely oversold uh, conditions here. Either way, this is holding up better than most stocks in the space and is up um, one one of the biggest gainers year to date in the uranium space. All right, so today Cameco and Arano announced that they both have increased their stake in the Cigar Lake mine. They both already were uh, major shareholders, stakeholders in this mine. And Arano has increased their stake by 3.353%. They now are just over 40% of ownership of the Cigar Lake mine. Uh, they paid for that 3.3% with 80 million Canadian. Camico increased their stake 4.5%. They now have almost 55% ownership in Cigar Lake. Um, Arano and Camico purchased that stake from. Idemitsu. this is a Japanese uh, petroleum company, and this is Idemitsu Resources Canada. They invested in Cigar Lake a very, very long time ago. And in my opinion, what this is showing us is that there is consistent uh, and increasing M&A happening in the sector. We've had substantial M&A happen over the last 12 months. What have we seen? We've seen uh, Encore Energy Purchase, Azarga's Dewey Burdock, and um, Wyoming, the gas sales projects in Wyoming, uh, increasing their stake in these U.S. Uh, near-term producing assets. We've, we saw Uranium uh, Uranium Energy Corporation uh, purchase Uranium One's assets. So now uh, Russia essentially does not own any longer um, any US assets. That's interesting, the timing on that too. I hadn't really thought about that. That happened, what, uh, six months ago? Hmm, curious. Either way, that was m a activity that we saw. We saw uh, Deep Yellow make a bid for Vimy. And now we're seeing Cameco and Arano increase their stake in Cigar Lake. Now, what does this mean, in my opinion, when we start to see M&A activity? That means that the smart players in the space are recognizing the opportunity here and they're going to take advantage of that. And we are seeing that going further. uh, Cameco and Arano, two huge players in the space. Um, They're both Western companies. Um, Arano essentially state-owned, a French company. They are uh, obviously not publicly traded. They have a stake in Cigar Lake. They have a stake in uh, MacArthur River. They have a joint venture with Kazakhstan, the the Catco mine. They have uh, multiple projects, other projects in Saskatchewan. They also have projects in Uzbekistan, projects in Mongolia. They are all over the map and uh, uh, projects in Niger, the Im- Imaura Ren project, that's a difficult one. That's a mouthful. That was one that they were uh, developing back. I believe it was 2014 and they pulled the plug on it due to falling prices. I think they're sniffing around that project again. Either way, very, very smart players in the space. So is Cameco. They know the value of this project. They know the value of Cigar Lake. It's one of the highest grades, if not the highest grade. Um, it's definitely the highest grade currently producing mine in the world. Um, they Cameco is... Scaling down production of Cigar Lake, they expect to produce 15 million pounds this year, has the nameplate capacity of 18 million pounds a year. They're scaling that down to 13 and a half million starting in 2024, while they expect MacArthur River to uh, ramp up production to um, 15 million pounds. Either way, this is a long life asset, very high grades. Arano and camico see the value in that. They know what's coming. They know what's coming more than anyone else in the space, okay? So when you see the people... This is something, in my opinion, and I've mentioned this before, in my opinion, this is and has been one of um, one, one of my greatest assets, and I don't know if I would call it a skill, but uh, it, as an investor, the ability to recognize the people in the space that know the most and to recognize what they are doing and what they're saying and what that means, okay? So uh, K- Cameco and or Arano are not about to just throw around this cash. They know the value of this asset, and they paid up for it, 180, 185 million uh, Canadian to buy that seven plus percent stake in this mine. Um, they they know that that is going to be accretive for, for each company. They know that's going to be accretive for shareholders. So when you can, when you know when you know who knows what's going on in the space and you can recognize what they are saying, what they are doing, that is a tell. This is a tell. I've mentioned this before. Um, it's important to recognize these tells When you're invested in a space, especially for fundamental reasons. And this is a big tell, in my opinion. So that is very, very good to see. All right. I hope you all are doing well. I will see you again tomorrow. Thank you for watching. I do appreciate the support. Cheers.